When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. This is a global original podcast. Welcome back to Don't Tell Your Mum. Welcome back. Why? Where'd you go? I don't know. Well, not welcome we just back. Started. Wait, welcome back. No, we just started. We? Oh, I suppose, actually, yeah, good point. I, no, I take it back. Welcome Al. back from last week. Well, no, you might have just listened to the last episode and you've just gone straight to this episode, so you are welcomed yeah. back. Exactly. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome for your first time. Okay. How's that? Does that suit your your needs? Well, you know I'm very hard to please, Al. So, um, I know you're very hard to please. Well, for instance, I asked you to make me a coffee a second ago, and you've come back with a bucket full of coffee. So <laughs> Big cups here. It's a vast... I, mean, I don't know what's going on with Global, anyway. but it's like those ones big you get, coffee cups. What is it? It's like those ones you get at that... Um, that uh, Sports Direct. <laughs> oh, I know, you can't put that in now, because you said it. <laughs> yeah, we can. We can say Sports Direct. No, because I put the CH word in there. Well, I think I spoke over it enough. Um, it's it's light now, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> so, later in this episode, we're going to be helping you with plans for the school holidays. I know. Dun, dun, dun. So, if you're out of ideas, especially if it's raining, what do you do with the kids? Well, don't fear. We're going to be inviting a legendary actor. It's just a guy called Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, you know him, yeah? Yeah, yeah he's coming into the studio to talk about the release of his new film. You know about this film, Toy Story 4. Tom Hanks on our podcast Don't Tell Your Mum later How right. are you today? I'm okay I'm alright Have you got a favourite child? I'm just going straight in for it Look at that Look at this Straight in Straight in You got a favourite child? Yep <laughs> Mate I'm not going to be around the bush no, I've always no. said Surely the firstborn is the favourite child I was obviously a firstborn So I know that my dad thinks that I'm the best It's just the way it works you know, that's the rules, isn't it? Where would those rules be written down? That's the way it goes. You came into this planet first, and yeah, you take I th- priority. I think, looking at that slightly backwards, I think the last child will always be the worst, hence why they're the last one. And yeah. then you're like, I'm never doing this Never again. again. Why are we the at, first one. Why yeah. do we have five? Seriously, we should have stopped at Al. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should have. The reason I'm asking is, um, I spoke to a lady the other day, and she was like, I don't know how we came into the, I don't know how we got into this conversation. I think something along the lines of, I think Luna had really hacked me off. So I think Noah was my favourite child at that point. And I, and, she's, and I said to her, do you have a favourite child? She was like, yeah. I was like, amazing. You can hear dads and usually go, yeah, I have a favourite child. So how did you work that one out then? She said, it's really simple. The, the child that is um, more favourable is the one that's being good at the time. So if little Al is being really good and he's tidied up all his toys, then he's my current fa- favourite. And I said, well, what about, I don't know, baby Emily? What about her? Well, no, she knows she's not my favourite because she hasn't tidied up her toys. 
and baby Al has. So it depends on where, what the kids are doing and how they're behaving on who is the favourite. That does not count. Yeah, it does. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's not saying you've got a favourite. That's just saying I have a preference right now. Nothing wrong with that, though, because no, you no. use it to your advantage. But that's not an actual favourite. No, it is. That's her favourite at that time. Yeah, exactly. But then that's like me saying my favourite football team is whoever's winning. Yeah, what's wrong with that? <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be called a glory haunter. A glory haunter? A haunter? <laughs> You're a glory haunter? <laughs> then you'll be called a glory hunter by all your mates on the playground, and you'll go home crying. And I feel like I'm reliving my 10-year-old... No, I'm sticking so. with her theory. That's what I'm going it's with. It's not a theory. That's it, just, You can't say that. It is. All right, let's see, right? Let, let's, let, let you come over to my house and I'll come over to your house, different occasions. Let's see whose, whose house gets cleaned up the, the quickest based on my favourite theory. No, 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 no. That's not a favourite theory. That's just you saying that because they've just done well, I'm going to like them more in this moment. No, I'm using the word favourite. Yeah, but you can't because it's not actually... Fa- For example, if you ask me the question, I'll just be like, yeah, Isla's my favourite. What? All the time. No. You can't say that. You wait till I tell your missus. <laughs> wait till you tell Ted. Wait till I tell Ted. Exactly. No, no, no. I'm, jo- I mean, obviously I'm joking, but that would be well. like the true meaning of the word favourite. No. So whoever this lady is, why were you even talking to her about this anyway? Who I don't know. She? Who was she? Our kids were pissing us off. <laughs> Just some random lady. Yeah, but, yeah, they were being dicks. So we had a, had a chat with someone. Oh, I like that. You do have a favourite then, yeah? Yeah. Okay. I'm just not telling you. Hey. What's been happening to you? Have you been meeting up with random ladies in supermarkets like I have or not? <laughs> uh, Don't tell your mum. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't. I can't, I can't say I have, actually. Um, but no, today was actually quite a stressful day. Ted's going through this phase where he just doesn't want to go to school. Right. So every morning is a battle at the moment. And it's really sad because he's getting quite upset by it. So he tries to do these tactics to delay us getting him to school. Right. So I get him dressed, and they're in the summer term now, so I'll put shorts on him. And he's like, I don't like wearing shorts. I'm like, what? I mean, you, you wore shorts all weekend, Ted. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? He's like, no, I'm not wearing them to school. So he takes them off. He's like, ah, Ted, put your shorts on. But I know that actually he doesn't care about shorts. He's just delaying and kind of detracting from the fact that he doesn't want to go to school. He loves, when he's there, he loves school. Yeah. Like, his teacher's great. I mean, we know she's great. But his teacher's great, and the school's good, and he's got some friends there, and it's, you know, he has a really nice time there. Yeah. Um, but actually getting him out the house and to school, he's just upset and often cries. What, um, so it sounds like I'm going through sort of a, a counselling experience now. Yeah, let's do it. How are you it. both acting around him before he goes to school? So we've tried a lot of things. So Jen's tried the nicey-nicey, oh, don't worry about it. Like, let me talk about what we can do. Is there anything that's troubling you or making you sad or anxious? We've tried that. I've tried the, <laughs> well, we're going to school because we've got to go to school. Yeah. So get in the car. Because you'd be thick. Yeah, exactly. So I've tried the kind of harder line. And, yeah, it's not making much difference. So now what we'll do is we'll just try to make sure that he's not doesn't have any time to really think about it so we'll be oh let's get your lunch do you want to come and help make your lunch let's go and get your clothes let's go and do your teeth let's kind of and we kind of keep him going so yeah. that he's not just sitting thinking about what, yeah exactly so oh, and that also really irritating like we we get into that point and he's he's all right we're going out the door we're going out the door and then jen says oh i forgot to do this and she has to go back or it could be me. I have been known to do this at one occasion. All yeah, right, and uh, and then because of that little delay, he then goes crazy and says, like, oh, "I'm not going to school." See, I feel for him because I, I at primary school, I didn't particularly like primary mm. school. Didn't like it at all. It's heartbreaking though because you ha- you have to send him in. Do you know what I think it was for me? 
I'm not saying that this is a link to Ted at all, but for me it was, I didn't really, we lived on a farm in the middle of nowhere, and I didn't really socialise with, with the kids. I, don't get me wrong, you know, tell. my mum and dad had 400 children because they're farmers. Yeah, that's, you know, I, did, I had brothers and sisters to play with, but I was mainly just, like, kicking around with my nine dogs that I had, just roaming nine around. Dogs. At one point we had about nine, just roaming around fields and exploring. And I genuinely think that was, that's such a, I loved my childhood. I loved where I lived. I was very, we were very poor, but we had, you know, we had amazing scenery. Rich in every other way. In every other way. But I think that was a disadvantage because when I came to go to school, because I didn't get a nursery or preschool or anything like that, I didn't, didn't, didn't do that at all. When I got to school, it was like, what the, what's all this about? Yeah. Who are you? What do you want? What? Well, that's the thing. We both worked from home for the best part of his first three years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we're now saying, you've got to go to school. Yeah. Nine till three every day. Well, that could be it. And he's like, well, I want to stay with you guys. Mm. So. It's cool to hang out with mum and my dad, you know? I don't want to go. And, mm. and, and I think that's, I think, very similar to me. That's what I was like. Yeah. Didn't like it at all. Got there eventually when I was about 14, but you know. It's, mm. Yeah, I mean, if anyone has any similar experiences uh, of struggling to get their kids into school, I'd love to hear from them. Just because I'd like to hear what you tried or yeah. what you haven't tried or how you're feeling because <laughs> just to know that I'm not the only one going through it that would be helpful um, so you can get in touch at dadsnet.com and all the other socials as well uh, dadsnet yeah. Facebook Twitter it'd be good to Insta. hear from people yeah I, I get it so we'll talk about um, we'll talk about that more later on uh, coming up next though it is time for the confessional let's find out which dad is seeking forgiveness today Oh, it's that time of week again. Sex Pest Voice. No, it wasn't Sex Pest Voice. I deliberately did not do the Sex yeah, Pest Voice. It'll, it'll happen. <laughs> uh, yeah, you join us back in the confessional. Uh, what was that? That's in the confessional. That was, that, was the, that was Camp Voice. I'm just trying to mix it up so that right, I'm not love. Sex Pest. And now I'm a Camp Sex Pest. <laughs> <laughs> can we say Camp? I don't know. I don't know if we can say that. Well, no, you are Camp. Look, you've got your hand on your hip. Someone, <laughs> someone, someone called me on social media very recently. The campest straight man they've ever seen. Oh my god, I've said that to my wife before about uh, Ali. He's because I, you I said am, it about me. Yeah, well, I'm surrounded. Like, a lot of my mates are quite camp. Hang on, is your name on Instagram Jazgeet101? <laughs> no, it's Did not. Did you message me? No, 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 no. <laughs> but like the guy, like Joel, I used to work with back in the day. He's he was the campest straight guy that I knew as well. Still is. And I get to work with another one. <laughs> Maybe we just all gravitate towards you, Jay, which I think says more about you than oh, us. Oh, hello, love. <laughs> anyway, anyway, this week, another dad is pouring his heart out in the hope to get the forgiveness of both JK and myself. Mm. Um, and we get to decide whether he gets a pass on this one. Okay, it's so... It's a good story. Are we ready to enter? It's also the... a good name. This week's dad is called Tyrone. Ah, uh, yeah. Tyrone always reminds me of which, which, um, which movie was it? Was it Lockstock? I think it was Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels, where Tyrone is the getaway driver. Like, one of the finest characters ever called Tyrone. Yeah. I mean, we also know it's not a fake name, because if you're going to choose a fake name, you wouldn't choose Tyrone, would you? What's wrong with the name Tyrone? Nothing's wrong with it, but you wouldn't choose it as a fake name. I think that's just a bit of a crap argument, really. (laughs) (laughs) Someone must know where I'm coming from. Uh, Anyway, shall we go into a confessional mode? here we go. Dear JK and Al, I'm not really sure if this is a confession exactly. I'm just guilty about something that happened a short while ago and I need to get it off my chest. It was my son's birthday a month ago and we had a party in the garden with his friends. 
He just turned six, so we hired a magician. We had a barbecue with some cake and so on. It was a fun day, but part of the magician's tricks meant having someone to be a volunteer. Of course, I volunteered and I ended up in stocks with him pretending to cut my head off and afterwards leaving me there for a full ten minutes. He then invited children to smash cream pies in my face. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, this magician... Hang on a second. It's just... This isn't leading where I think it's leading, is it? Where's it where do you think it's leading? I know, I'm not going to say, because I, I just embarrass myself. Carry on. <laughs> Have you had an experience of... Being cream pies in the face? <laughs> oh, well. Okay, yeah, I've, I've been brought up to speed now. <laughs> Let's not go down that route. No. Although I'm happy to bring joy to the little one's lives, that's a good turn of phrase, uh, frankly, this magician pissed me off. Ooh, right, okay, no holding back here. <laughs> Come on, Tyrone, what we got? The last game he played was Guess the M&M Colour Game. He blindfolded me, then showed the children M&M, and then he placed it in my hand and said, if I guessed the colour correctly, I could eat the M&M. But if I got it wrong, I'd get another pie in the face. I mean, how many colours are there in an M&M packet? Which depends if you just buy the blue ones. That's quite a good game. That's a very easy game. <laughs> Probably not for the kids to watch. <laughs> well, yeah, at least they get, <laughs> they get to eat the M&M. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do mess. Sorry. <laughs> the thing is, it was a really bright sunny day and I could see through the blindfold. I didn't want to let on, so I played along as if I couldn't see. He placed a new M&M in my hand. I'd take a deliberate amount of time and then guess the colour incorrectly. I'd taken six cream pies to the face and I could still see through the blindfold enough to make out the colours. The magician, clearly enjoying my humiliation much more than the children, upped the ante. He took out three M&Ms and asked me to guess all three colours for which he would give me the whole bag of M&Ms and he'd let the children throw a tub of gunge over him or, if I got it wrong, the children would throw the gunge over me. I casually guessed all three correctly straight away in the right order that they were placed in my hand and the magician looked at me. He knew I could see, but it was too late. The kids were screaming and giggling, cupping gunge in their hands and throwing it over the magician. I then removed the blindfold, picked up the whole container and poured it over his head while he just stood there staring at me knowing what I had just done. I don't really feel that bad about the magician because he was a bit of a dick. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but my son thinks that I have real magic powers, which is both cool and also makes me feel guilty because I deceived him. He keeps wanting to do the M&M trick with me, but I have managed to avoid it so far. Do you think what I did at the party was okay? Tyrone. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, have we all got a... Yes. I know what you're going to say, and yes, I have several. Do, <laughs> no, I wasn't going to say that. Top top drawer on the side bed cabinet, is it? What, what? Oh, I don't think we're on the same page. <laughs> what were you going to talk about? I was going to say, don't all dads have, like, a couple of magic tricks? Oh, I know, I thought you were saying blindfolds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, well, actually, yeah, I do yeah. have a couple of blindfolds. <laughs> I've got one I got on a, flight on, virgin, on a virgin flight once, but I don't think is it's... Is it pink used. and fluffy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what I was going to say was, when it comes to blindfolds, hence that's where my head was going, when it comes to blindfolds, are we all agreed that whenever you put a blindfold on, you can always see down by where your nose is? Pretty much. You yeah. can. You know, I've, I've done TV stuff before where they put a real crap blindfold on, and I can see everything. <gasps> Did you have to pretend you couldn't? No, it's got everything right. <laughs> 
screw that. Just means that I've got not great TV, Jay. Well, it's not. No, but <laughs> that's the way it works. So based on that, I think, and I think fair play to him because he was he was acting up for the kids as well, taking taking cream pies yeah. in the face, like five or six of them or whatever. And do you know what? If the magician was being a bit of a dick, like fair play, I think go at him. He like he, you're paying him to be there. I would just I would do the same thing. I think. I think it's fair to say that the majority of children's entertainers. This is a sweeping statement, and I'll be hated for it. Yeah, but can be slightly annoying. And I know, yes. but, and I know they deserve medals because they are entertaining our kids. So I mean, you see, I'm in a bit of a bit of a situation. I don't know what to think of them. They're heroes, but they're a bit. Uh, a friend of Ted's at school, uh, his parents were telling me the other day about a, a children's entertainer who was doing a party and had very little control over the children and in the end took one of the children outside on his own, bollocked him, <laughs> and then went back in. You can't do that. You can't do that. So then the parents had to then end the party, well, not end the party, but end the end children's entertainer part of the party and uh, ask him to leave. Uh, I had a similar situation with that where this entertainer was probably about... He was a guy, I'd say he was probably mid-60s. So his material, let's say, was probably <laughs> good for kids back in the 80s. Vintage. Vintage comedy, but it didn't quite stick. And it wasn't what, what was you know what he was saying to the kids. It was more what he was saying to the parents, trying to you know trying to get a, a, a wisecracker joke in there. An innuendo or two. He took the piss out of my bald spot as well, <laughs> which I wasn't really happy about. I was like... Dude, hang on a second. It's not even my party. Yeah. Thank God I'm not paying you because you wouldn't be paid. And I was like, what is going on here? You can't do that. You have to have a yeah. sense of the room, right? He, he, at one point, he, tra- he asked me to help him with a speaker. I was like, do one, mate. Get out of here. <laughs> me and my ball patch ain't doing that. You're on your own. See ya. <laughs> the, um, but Tyrone seems, seems concerned that he was deceiving his kid about now he can do this magic. I tell Ted I can do magic all the time. All the time. All the time. And then uh, my, and my dad used to do this trick on me, and I swear... Until very recently, I still thought he could do it. Shall I show you? Yeah. Are you ready? Oh, no, we're, we're not going to be very good in you the... can't uh, see it, but basically I can take my in thumb In the magic off. circle. Oh, how do you... You have to t- teach me how to do that. Do you that. see that? That's incredible. So my dad that. used to do that, like pretending to take his thumb off, take his thumb apart. You know that I know that, don't you? Do you? You know that I know that trick. You, you are taking... <laughs> I do it with Ted all the time. He's like, whoa, I love it, Dad. We do magic in the bath. That's what we do. What's the trick? Uh, well, we've got a little mini Gaston from Ben and Holly. So I just made yeah. that disappear. What's the trick? That sounds really wrong, but it's not. You know, it's very innocent. Yeah. You know? I just get Gaston, and I, I I get him in one hand, and then I go, I put him behind my back, and I go, right then, Gaston's disappeared. He hasn't, he's still in, like, the left hand now or the right hand. You're, you're clenching. Yeah, and I said, right, he's going to appear somewhere in the bathroom at any moment. Like, Noah's like, no, he won't, Daddy. He's just behind you in your hand. So then I'll get Noah to look at something, then I'll just put, like, oh, Gaston. Oh, misdirection. Tap. Misdirection. I mean, that's yeah. basically what David Copperfield does. Oh, exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, power of the mind. You, you're looking over there. There's Gaston on the on the hot tap behind Away you go. Daddy, you are a genius. Yeah. You're a hero. It's like Tyrone. I'm doing exactly the same as you do. Yeah, get over it, Tyrone. Yeah. Like, of course you're forgiven. You don't even need anything to worry about. You're forgiven for that, but I think you need to man up a bit, you know. You're quite good at taking the pies and all that, but... I don't know. He did give quite a lot back to that magician. Yeah. And also, how big were the M&Ms? How, many, how, how big a bag? Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing. I'd be like, oh, I just want to eat them. I'll get I it right. I do them now. Uh, forgiven, though. Can 100%. we uh, send someone out to go to the M&M world? No, look at him in his, uh, his diva world. Look, look at him. Like, I want, um, can someone get me the orange ones, please? Are there Thank any you. runners? I have to pick out runners? He's even, got, he's even got the terminology now. Do we have a runner for this podcast? Do we? Do we? No. Okay, I quit. <laughs> well, Tyrone, you were absolutely 100% forgiven. And if you are listening at home and you have a confession or something you just need to get off your shoulders... 
No. Off your chest, mate. Off your chest. Get the weight off your shoulders and something off your chest. Which one is on your brain more? <laughs> it could be either. Yeah. Chest or shoulders? <laughs> Which one? Either. I just, thought you were a bum man. Just but... <laughs> get... Uh, much more breast man. Actually. Okay. But just get in touch at dadsnet.com forward slash confessions. Good job. You could be on the show. Good job. So we are going to talk about um, how to get your kids to sleep. Uh, we have got lots from uh, from Dadnet on this as well. I think I mean, we just have to have a little, uh, what's like a caveat, like a disclaimer. Yep. To say we will discuss how you might be able to get your kids might. to sleep, but you probably will still have the same problem of not getting those lovely little darlings to sleep any better. Yeah, yeah. It's a good disclaimer. Mm. So we are going to talk about that. But next, kids are dicks. Dicks. <laughs> I've done that for a bit. I think there's definitely a case for burping adults. It looks a bit weird. As in, like, burping adults. I can imagine me and you in the pub, and then you come <laughs> over to me and go, Jay, you burp me. And then I'm. I'm <laughs> and then next, next thing, like, Jeff, who sits at the bar with his cap and his chain for his beer, sees, <laughs> sees you <laughs> with your legs wrapped around me. <laughs> I'm burping you. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Pleasure. I needed that. <laughs> This feature is called Kids Dicks, where we can let off a little bit of steam about how irritating kids can be. Yeah. And although we love the little darlings, an awful darlings, lot, <laughs> the little darlings, we love the little darlings, an little awful darling. lot, uh, they can still really push you to your, your the absolute limit, can't they? Um, what we got today then? What's, uh... Today we're talking about reasons for, well, ridiculous reasons for why a child might kick off. Oh yeah. Right. Have you got an example? Oh yeah. Literally the other day, Noah kicked off because I flushed a poo down the toilet. He didn't want it flushed, so that was good. I mean, is it because he needed to photograph it before, or no, wanted to just check no, it out just, before? Just maybe whatever the reason was, but I wasn't supposed to flush it when I flushed it. How could you? Uh, so that was a good one. Uh, Luna, so she's my two-year-old daughter, almost two. She totally kicked off when I took the uh, the label off her new teddy bear. So that was that was. Yeah, total kickoff. And whoa, there, there was another one. <laughs> oh, what was the other one? I can't remember the other one, but I'll come back to it when I remember. I just have no understanding of why. I mean, I'm sure I did it actually when I was a kid, but I have no understanding of of why how their minds work. I'll give you some examples, right? Oh, I've remembered it. I've remembered it. Noah kicked off because I licked his yogurt pot the lid off the yoghurt the other day. Yeah, kicked <laughs> well, off. Well, to be fair, if you did that to me, I'll be pissed yeah, off. Yeah, but he's never licked the lid of a yoghurt ever. So I've always done it. Always oh, done it. Oh, that changes things. So that's that's my little treat to me because those like those little petty falus or whatever they are, those, you know. That's my little treat. They're quite nice. That's what, aren't that's they? what keeps you going. <laughs> but I just think that's mine. A little lick of a petty falu. It's almost like um <laughs> And I'll see me through the day. <laughs> it's it's a dad it's a dad win. I can have that. That's mine. It's a little dad treat. You know, you've got that you get the whole blooming pot, I'll have the lid. So he kicked off because I'd lick I'd lick the lid the other day. I'm like, no, that's mine. And technically it's his because it's his yogurt. Yeah. I paid for it. So yeah, there you go. Sorry. I'll tell you what, next next week, Jay, I will bring in some yogurt pots and I'll eat the yogurt and you can have all of them. I only want to lick the lids. Yeah. I'm a lid licker. <laughs> Easily pleased. That's what I do. A lid licker. <laughs> don't don't ever do that again. I don't like peach though, just so you know. <laughs> Fussy. Anyway, there's loads of examples of these, and they're they're absolutely brilliant. I start off. Steve, he says, he said to his kid, uh, "Come on, put your shoes on. We're going on a bear hunt." His son says, "No, I don't want to go on a bear hunt. Bears are scary." Fair enough. So Steve replies, saying, "Oh, okay. In that case, we'll just go for a walk." Next thing, his son says, "No, no, no, no. I want to go on a bear hunt." Starts crying. Yeah. What? 
No, how is your mind working? Oh, the Do you want to go on a bear hunt? No. Okay, we'll go for a walk. No, I want to go on a bear. Well, which? How old is the kid? Doesn't say. Yeah. I think we have to also... Old enough to know better. Oh, okay. You're three years old. <laughs> Should know better. I know. Nick says, this is a good one. He says, she asked me not to go to work, so he came home early, which I think is actually That's pretty nice. good going. Yeah. And then she was offended because he didn't ask her for permission to come home early. Is this the wife or the child? <laughs> it was his child. He's three. Oh, right. Three-year-olds. <laughs> Tricky, aren't they, these yeah. three-year-olds? I know. What do they call it? The terrible twos. And three major. Three major. That's it. Yeah, it is a nightmare. Um, some of these are good, so I'm going to keep going. Mm. Trent says uh, that the light-up shoes had too much Velcro on for her taste. She went mental. James says when he opened a packet of Pom Bears upside down. Oh, that would have done my face in. <laughs> really? Honestly, well, what are you doing? little bits doing? come out first then. No, you oh. can't do that. Really? Yeah. Why? Because it's, it's just not good. What's not good about it? Does it impact the flavour of the crisps in the slightest? Yeah, but I know when I'm holding the packet that it's upside down. So? I'm quite particular. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, it, yeah, it definitely wouldn't have... Uh, I bet there's people listening to this right now that are exactly the same as me as well. That that would frustrate me. People with OCD, maybe. It's even like like the yoghurt pot again. If the lid's still slightly on, it's got to be taken off. I can't I can't have it on. It's got to be off. You get a little insight into my brain here, right? <laughs> yeah, it's Like your it's computer terrifying. screen right now, I can see, is not at a perfect angle for your viewing. What are you talking about? That's better. No, it's not. I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this screen's just gone off, by the way. I don't want to that, yeah. Um, Chris says, uh, because he wouldn't, because I wouldn't get his shoes for him. He was laying on the bed and the shoes were at the end of the same bed. Right. I mean, that is annoying. That's laziness. Matt's daughter um, went crazy because the tip of her banana broke. (laughs) Uh, Tom says, I gave him a Kit Kat with a crack in the top. Not a broken piece, just a hairline crack. Right. (laughs) He went crazy. Another Matt, this is a good one. Matthew, I should probably say. Uh, he says, when my wife was sick in the toilet, not sure why, but when his wife was sick in the toilet and she flushed it away before she had a chance to look at it. So oh, his daughter hit the roof. Very similar to my Noah Pooh story. Yeah. David Graham, he stopped his kid eating dog food. <laughs> why? The thing is, though, dog food's fine for yeah. human consumption. But so. then also, like sometimes when they, when in that example, if they're going crazy because they want to eat the dog food, I'll just be like, do you know what? It's not worth it. Just eat the dog food. Eat it. Just eat the dog food. Yeah. Touch the fire. What? I wouldn't go that far. Whatever. Oh, I'd maybe not that far. But yeah, just, just it, do what you need to do. And it's when your kid comes up and goes, is this, is this Chappie or Caesar? <laughs> what, to the dog food? Yeah. <laughs> You're well accustomed. Um, Jamie says... Will it give me white poo? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie says the cup colour he drank out of yesterday was blue, so the next day he handed him a red cup, and the world also ended that day. Oh, yeah. Colour things, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can't do... You just... just by all one colour. Yep. Probably a nice place just to kind of um, end this. But Levi says, absolutely... I said, what, what's the most ridiculous reason for your kids to kick off? That was the question. Mm. He says, no reason at all. Just a spontaneous combustion of three-foot-tall arseholery. <laughs> <laughs> but Ted's, my Ted's taking it a step further, right? So he's now asking the most ridiculous questions. Okay. It's lovely that he's asking the questions. But when you can't answer these questions, he gets really frustrated. Today, he's Where did I come from? That was easy. Easy. Right. Today, his question was, what would happen if you put lava in the fridge? Right. What what would happen? You'd have to buy a new fridge. Would you, though? Would it not just cool it down so that... Have you have you Googled this? Have you no no? Oh, well, someone must have done a YouTube video actually. Lava what? In someone fridge. put lava in yeah. the fridge. Well, then the next question was, can we get some lava? Right. Okay. I did a TV pilot based on this 
whole process once. What, getting lava? Can you do it? Well, the and next genuinely question. genuinely did, a, a t- and like, this is very similar. I like Ted's thinking. Ted, as unbeknown to Ted, has actually come, he's come up with my TV theory, formula, pilot, whatever I'm trying to say. Which is? Can you do it? Oh, right. Oh, right, that's the, that's the that's, show. Yeah, that Can was you it. Do it. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he would be like your whole, your research team in one go. Because he asked these kind of questions all that. So the next question was, maybe we could get some lava from the internet. Okay. Yeah. Well, you probably can. <laughs> it won't be burning. <laughs> it'll it'll yeah. be cooled down. How would they deliver it? Yeah. <laughs> Delivery do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just call like, what is it? Uh, hungry, whatever it's called, or... Horse. <laughs> hungry horse? They do pubs, don't they? Get the app. Can you deliver some hot lava, please? Thanks. <laughs> is there a delivery charge? Uh, yeah. A new new set of hands because they burn off. Oh, hungry house! Hungry house! Yeah. Could you oh, imagine like horse? Hi, hi uh, delivery. Just eat. Hungry house. Uh, hot lava, please. Imagine that. <laughs> to be fair, though, some of those some of those coffees and cups are like that. Anyway, burn your roof of your mouth off. Got a bit mad now. Uh, he also asked me uh, recently which metal is stronger, iron or titanium, which he called ninanium. Right. Which I thought was very sweet. Is it titanium? Yeah, I think oh, so. I thought so. But, but I mean, what what is even this... Where, where is his line of thinking going? Where's it coming from and where's it going? You see, he doesn't like going to school, but he's doing well at school, isn't he? Oh, tell me about it. Exactly. The other day he said, can you marry animals? In in deepest parts <laughs> of America, yes, you can. Well, uh, so my, my natural answer was, no, you can't marry animals. Because he was talking about Patch, his dog, right? All right. So I said, no, you can't marry animals. And then he said... But, Daddy, there's a lady in uh, the Guinness World Record books who married a goat. Right. And then I'm like, ah. Oh. Again, then, was that deepest, darkest America? I don't, I've got no idea. But then he's like, he's like, caught you out. You can marry. You can marry animals, Daddy. Where's he getting all this info from? Guinness Book of Records. Is that his favourite book? <laughs> at the moment, yeah. Right. Also, my worst book at the moment. So you know what you need to do, then? You just answer your own question. You need to read it, too, so when he asks you the questions, you know the answers, and then you're done. Okay. Or I might say... What would happen if we put lava on the Guinness World Record book? Oh no, it would not be there anymore. <laughs> and you would annoy me, you little. <laughs> <laughs> if you remember, we mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. If you find yourself trapped indoors with the little ones, climbing the walls, I've got some good news. Toy Story 4 has just been released. Tom Hanks popped by to talk to us about it, and here he is. Only thing is right, Tom could only do Saturdays, and... You can't really turn Tom Hanks down, or can you? Well, um, I had a barbecue sorted, and I'm not cancelling a barbecue. And I think I think Al was playing or watching footy, something like that. So um, we sent the lovely Faye to go and meet Tom Hanks. I'll be honest with you, I'm gutted. I was gutted I didn't get to meet the Tom Hanks. So uh, Faye's been dying to get into our podcast for a while now. So we thought, actually, let's introduce Faye. And she is delightful. Faye, take it away. Hey, it rhymed. Lovely to meet you. Um, I love the film. I was in tears. My fiancé was in tears. Everyone was in tears. Wow, that's a way to dangle a carrot. Come <laughs> come see Toy Story and be in tears. <laughs> but good tears. So what was your reaction when you heard Toy Story 4 was in development? Well, w- we have done this now two other times, and both times we, we sort of said, really? <laughs> You're going to give this another shot, huh? And it's not just, oh, great, uh, it is like okay. There is going to be a there is going to be a hump we're going to have to get over because I, we know that it's not all completed. They don't just deliver a script and then that's it. It's a long, multi-year process of some of it is trial and error, some of it's absolute faith and hope. 
But to go into the to a, a recording studio for you know four or five or six hours, and and just try to deliver a you know a, this tiny percentage of the movie that they could go ahead and work with, I, I'm I, I'm always Im, impressed because all of the creative people from Pixar look like they're terrified whether or not they're going to be able to pull it off pull it off or not. So, all right, let's see what we can do. I thought that Woody's story was so well wrapped up in Toy Story 3, but it's clear there is a lot more to explore there. I am amazed that there are the powers that be that over there can see it over a longer haul than, than I can. I mean, that last scene, which in Toy Story 3, in which they all reach out for each other at this moment of great, what's the, I mean, it's like they're all facing the void somehow and, and want to have the connection of love between them all. I thought, man, that's a high country. I don't, I don't know where you go after something like that. And it is a testament to, to the storytelling um, uh, mojo. That, uh, that Pixar has, that they can imagine something beyond even that. How was it filming, not sorry, filming, recording your lines? Because, I mean, Woody's, he's very exertive, you know, he, he's very out there, but I'm, for you to no. just deliver with the voice. I've never started a recording session without wishing it was over as, as soon as possible, because he is very clenched. He is, he is emotion right in the moment. He very rarely gets to just say a quip or something like that. He's always propelling some sense of the story and the emotional arc or the or the or the action forward. Uh, but I've gotten used to it, uh, and uh, it is. Uh, I now have learned somehow to pace myself. A lot of times, the first thing we we do is we look at what the day's work is going to be, and somewhere between the physical volume that's going to be necessary as well as the emotional quote. And I say, let's save this for the end, guys. And they say, whatever you want to do. And then we 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 always are trying to position it so they'll we'll be in the best shape possible for when we actually have to do it. Very lonely, though, I guess. Well, um, it's solitary to a degree, but in fact, you, there's about nine people in the in the room with you that are working with you and listening to you and helping you try to improve it. But it, it's it's taxing because you have to stand, and you cannot be off mic. So there's a there's a body thing that is ends up being just all imaginary. Um, that at the same time has to be three-dimensional and physical because they're re- they have a they have a record of you doing it that they're going to be using in order to animate it later on. It's a tough gig, but fun, but tough. Fun but tough sums it up, I guess. But um, what's the reaction been to people for, you know coming up to you who've already seen the film? What what's people saying to you? Well, I, it's the same sort of wonder that went along with the I must say with the very first one. The first one was like we, they, the, just the look of it was so unique, and then the 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 the, uh, the story as it was told was something they just weren't been able to imagine. At the same time, the logic all made sense. I did not see it until a, a week ago. Um, um, I saw it at the premiere, much like I had seen the very first one uh, long ago. Uh, and the I, there is a <laughs> there is kind of a look of of relief on the faces of people because. It is an equal to the previous three, not necessarily better than, not just a compliment to them all, but it it has the it has the same you know level of specialness and emotional investment that they're used to giving to Toy Story. And so I guess they're not disappointed, thank goodness. But it must just be so bittersweet for you because I guess this is farewell to Woody. Maybe. Uh, look, I thought I thought two was farewell. I thought three was farewell. And even though we're not supposed to say there'd be a five, I can't imagine there being a five. I can't imagine there being a story that will make them all want to gear up and and you know and risk. 
turn making a making a, a a Toy Story five that will not live up to the others. But I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of years from now somebody at Pixar wakes up with a, an idea that says, "Ah, I've got it," and then it may it may all begin again, and we'll be looking at those same faces of absolute stark raving terror across the microphone from us. I'd be up for it, definitely. Ah, oh, you're all right. So there you have it. A Don't Tell Your Mum exclusive interview with, I can't believe I'm saying it, Tom Hanks on Toy Story 4. It's out now, it's an amazing film, and you will enjoy it as much as the kids. And uh, if you have one of those rainy days and you're just bored of endless finger painting, out to the cinema, take the ankle biters, go and see Toy Story 4, because it is just amazing. It's what you know and love about all the Toy Story movies. It's definitely a must-see. So next up, we are going to be talking about how to get your babies to sleep. If only. (laughs) Or not. So how do you get your babies to sleep? Well, you have to spend a lot of money on it. That's what you have to do. I'm not kidding. When we had our first child, and as you remember, Noah was called, his nickname was The Sleep Thief. Remember that? Yeah. So he he didn't sleep all the way through until... (laughs) You should get it on a t-shirt. 15 months and three days or whatever it was. And literally I can tell you exactly how long it was till till he slept through. And he didn't for all that time. Do you celebrate that day more than his birthday? Oh, what a day that was. <laughs> I mean, it was truly wonderful. The bags went, the temper went. Yeah. You know, life was back to normal. The thing is, so Ted wasn't a great sleeper either. Probably better than Noah by the sound yes, of things. Yes, he was. Um, but he, so he would sometimes wake up 10, 12 times a night, like every hour. Yep. And we would just, it would just be killed. And this was probably up till he was a good 18 months, two years. And we'd have good nights and then some bad nights and whatever. But, uh, but if he had a really good night and just slept in in the morning, Jen would be like, if he went past five, for example. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Jen's up. like, oh my God. Is What's he dead? Him? What's wrong with him? Yeah. Go and poke him and see if he's alive. Yeah. And then I'm like, Jen, no, if we poke him, he'll wake up. And then that's defeating the object of the fact that he's asleep. I know. I, I totally hear you. Exactly the same in our house. Exactly the same. Yeah. Um, it's 3 a.m. and um, he's not woken up yeah. yet. Yes. Celebrate yeah. it. It's <laughs> 3 a.m. Why the hell have you woken me up to tell me this? <clears throat> Why? Um, I have... We bought everything. We We researched everything. So let me start with the stupid things that we bought, first of all. The first thing I was told was to change your light to a red light. That was the first thing. Well, well, why would you have a light at all? A red light. Yeah, because you know, well, this is what I was told. Okay, this is all the research right. that I did. Also, we hired sleep people or we, got, we paid for sleep advice, all that sort of stuff. So um, red light was the first thing. Put a red light in there, do that. So in his brand new Amsterdam room, that's what we did. He had his red light, all fine. <laughs> then that didn't work. Okay, next thing. You need to have some sort of white noise, all right? I think, what is it? You and the sheep was the first, one of the first buys where basically it just goes, and there's a theme song as well. So we tried that. That worked for, I don't know, maybe two two nights perhaps. We slept a bit longer. So instead of one hour, he slept one hour and five minutes. (laughs) So that was great. Then someone said, Hoover, just put your Hoover on. So I was like, okay, wow. try that. So we put the Hoover on outside his room. I was a bit worried that leaving a Hoover on for too long, you know, it might blow up, whatever. So in the end, I recorded our actual Hoover because it worked for a little bit. 
So I recorded a 15-hour loop of our Hoover. I was going to say, that, that technique sounds it sounds like it's more about you not being able to hear them cry than them no, not crying. No, again, it's, no, it's known as white noise. Ow. Just drown them out, and then you can see really well. If you so, don't know they're crying, you'll be fine. So we, I did a 15-hour loop of... Thinking, also, 15 hours. Yeah. Thinking like he's going to sleep for 15 hours, but just in case. So I recorded the 15-hour loop. And it, for those that are interested, it was the, uh, the Vax Pet and it had to be that one because that's the one we used and it worked when we put it on outside his room. Did that. That worked for a while. I mean, he was he was getting maybe three hours continuous at that point. Mm. Mainly though, when he goes to sleep at 7.30, so we're still awake regardless. Yeah. So that worked. That was good. I remember the day. Nice three weeks. Then that stopped working. So then we had to get a theme song. So you have to get like a lullaby theme song that we choose and stick with that. And that's when you say still, a theme song? A theme song, yeah. Is that like... Well, we I found a random thing on the internet and he is still currently using that at four years old. So, his very own theme song. Yeah, very own theme song. Is it called the Sleep Stealer? I don't do, 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 do. can't really remember. Um, but one weird thing happened when it, when he stopped using the Hoover sound effects when you know he was kind of wasn't working. Me and Charlie couldn't sleep without it. <laughs> it was weird. You trained yourselves. Yeah, and it was white noise. You know, we love white noise. It's like being in the womb, isn't it? That's How the whole funny. Thing. I wonder if that's happened to other people. I'm, I'm not joking. With, without listening to the Hoover, we were struggling to get back to sleep. Fortunately, Luna came along, so she inherited the 15-hour mix of the, the Hoover soundtrack. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we, we we did everything and anything to try and get our wow. kids to sleep. Do you know, when you, you mentioned about like sleep experts coming and teaching you how to do it right or how to their techniques yeah number one i think it's unbelievable how people are making money often off saying they can answer an unanswerable question yeah incredible but secondly i'm pretty sure that all they're doing is bringing in patience and energy right yeah because what they do is they'll they'll do lots of different techniques that require patience and energy yeah which most parents have zero of I, I hear you so it's nothing to do with what they're actually doing you know you could get you could get me in and and well actually not me because i'm knackered and tired myself but you could get a non-parent in or you could just pay me and that'll give me energy yeah and then you're like okay well i'll just i'll just see this out i'm happy to stay up through the night this time because and teach them and train them and rub their back and do all of this kind of stuff because I've got the patience and the energy. Yeah. It's nothing actually they're doing. Well, they'll have techniques. Meh, yeah, but... Well, no, the, the person we hired, first, the first thing was, she said, put a red light in there. Yeah, which didn't work. Well, no, it worked for a little bit. They all worked for a little bit. So the the red light thing is supposed... So if I get deep with this, the red light thing is supposed to be the colour that you see when you're in the womb. So if you see light through yeah. the belly and stuff, that's what that is. So the, the white noise is the, the sound that they kind of hear in the womb. If you put a, I put a heartbeat over it after a sound effect of a heartbeat. 15 well. hour heartbeat? The 15 hour mix. <laughs> um, that's what it's called. And that worked for a while. So these things work, but they don't always work. I even almost went to, went to this extreme. In Australia, there is a company that makes these, I can only explain like little, they're like little, how do I explain it? The four feet that you put on the bottom of the cot. Okay, so imagine that the, here are the cot legs. They're like little sort of containers that right. you put the feet of the cot in. Okay, yeah. And what these feet do inside? They're they're electric. They move the cot as if it's like driving oh, yeah, in a yeah. car. Yeah. So it's that movement thing because kids always sleep in the car. Yeah. If if you can't get your kid to sleep, how many of you have gone right? Screw it. Get right. In the car. Can you go and take them for a drive in the car to get them to sleep? Yeah. I've only done it once. That's how bad. I've never done it in the evening. Just once. But for the afternoon nap, I'll do it every day. Yeah. So this thing, which it's like I said, an Australian firm, they made it and it's apparently the actual cot 
will move, have the movement of a car. And it was about six, seven hundred quid. But then to get it over from Australia, there's another couple of hundred on that or whatever it is. I almost went to that extreme. Really? Because you can't get that thing anywhere else. Right, I'm going to throw this out there. This is, this is, this might upset you. This might be very controversial, but all of these gizmos and gadgets and red lights and sleep nannies and all of the stuff that people are kind of chucking out there as help your baby get to sleep, right? 20 years ago, 30 years ago, didn't exist, Mm. right? We're all, we all can, I still can sleep, okay? What did our parents do? They probably left us to cry a little bit. Yeah. They probably left us to cry a little bit more. Yeah. (laughs) And just, just kind of gone with it. I started out thinking like you thought. Like what can you, but are we not pandering to these babies now? yeah, yeah, cool. I think, yeah, yes, we, we will be. But I think back in like my parents' day, I know for a fact that I was left, like I said before, I grew up on the farm, I would have been left outside in the pram with a blanket on, even when it's cold temperatures. Mm. I'm wrapped up, I'm warm, I would be left out there and apparently I would sleep that was the only place that I'd sleep if I was outside in fresh air, wrapped up nice and warm, with a cold feeling on my face. Yeah, and and I know that this this like and any person I speak to, they'll have a story of whether grandparents did it or, and that was the thing. You know, God, if you're talking about in the seventies and eighties, they used to put kids in in bottoms of drawers. Yeah, they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? They used to sleep in drawers yeah. with just a bit of padding down below and a few blankets. But that, but now that that would be more than frowned upon. It, yeah, and I'm like, well, no one's. It's not done it well it probably has done someone harm actually somewhere someone did happen i think for, i'm a bit of a wuss nowadays i did start out thinking yeah, let them cry a bit more blah 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 but like, we we've we've mentioned it on episodes before where they sleep in, they sleep in with us charlie's getting a bit more annoyed with it now mm. she actually last night went and slept up in noah's bed because noah was down in my bed really and luna was in as well so you know we've got a big we've got a super king bed and we're yeah. tiny people so we've got plenty of room but she, last night, she mind you, she had come back from a Hindu. So yeah. she was still slightly jaded. Yeah. But she just went up to Noah's room. So she went into Noah's bed and she had her, her watch. That She's got this app where she finds out how much sleep she got. And the most amount of sleep she's ever had was last night up there. Really? Even more than she had at the Hindu. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> no kidding. So she is, I can tell, getting slightly annoyed with it. I don't mind it. When we're all in my bed, our bed, sorry, Charlie. When we're in our bed, <laughs> I know where my family are. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. You know, I'm... One of the most annoying things on that subject, you've just reminded me, one of the most annoying things that Ted does at the moment is he refers to our bedroom as mummy's bedroom. Oh. And mummy's bed. Okay. And every time he does it, I'm like, it's mine too, Ted. <laughs> but <laughs> I do live here. Are you with this theory, though, which, and again, you'll hear annoying parents like me say this, and I said this to someone the other day, and they're like, oh, boy, just, just, why are they not in their own room yet? Why are they not sleeping through? I'm like, we are genuinely the only mammals that go, hey, look, kid, you've just been born. Well done. Go and sleep in another room. Yeah, like, but- we, we, we still need that comfort. I, I remember saying to Noah, oh, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, why are you always coming down to mummy and daddy's bed? Because uh, he's in like a converted loft sort of thing. And he's just like, he's like, because it makes me happy. Yeah, I'm going to throw it back to you. I'm going to say that's because we are the only intelligent mammals. No. <laughs> and we, we know that we, we can... I bet, Cold-hearted. No, I bet, I bet, right. Take, take dogs, for example, right? A dog has puppies, right? And they're sleeping, whatever. I bet that, that doesn't say bitch, because it's a bitch. It is a bitch, yeah. yeah. That bitch is going <laughs> to... It's fine. So awkward. That bitch is going to be like just wish his kids were in their own bedroom. But that's what the puppy's thinking. That's what that's what the mum of the puppy's. How do you know you're not a dog? You don't know what a dog thinks. No, but I know what I think, and I know it makes a lot of logical sense. No, no. And do you know why? I also, why I'm a bit soft with this is because 
I remember staying at my grandparents and I used to be in the bedroom nearest to the stairs. So oh, yeah, the stairs, t- yeah, I've yeah, told yeah. this story, yeah. the stairs would come up and I used to leave the window open and leave, yeah. let flies and stuff come in the summer when I stayed in the summer holidays because I was scared. I didn't want to sleep in that room. I wanted to sleep in the, in the, the safety and the comfort. Actually, not even comfort. I was on the floor <laughs> in my grandparents' bed on this the world's worst cushions. But it made me feel safe and it made me feel warm and protected. Yeah. And that's my thing. I've always got that in the back of my head now. If, I, if Noah's feeling, I don't know, unsafe, scared, maybe he's hearing noises, then if he's in bed so with it's us... instinct. Right, yeah. so maybe the answer to how to get your baby to sleep is to make them feel safer. Maybe. And more closer to you. What have we got on the dad's net and stuff? Well, it's a little... Uh, bit funny. Controversial. <laughs> it's a little bit funny. But uh, a lot of people said uh, swaddle. Yeah, but this is when they're young though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but also it's because they feel safe. Yeah. yeah, they feel like... You did that with Noah for a bit. Then it didn't work. Uh, and a lot of people, and I'm going to come back to this, but what a lot of people said uh, music or yeah. rain sounds. White noise. White noise. Um, gentle music. Um, John says the last resort is a car ride. Um, and then some people say they have to cuddle their son to sleep. Uh, but the best one was Doug. And he says, in all honesty, the only thing that got his kids to sleep was Metallica lullabies. <laughs> really? And Metallica have, I don't know, I don't know actually whether it's like the real Metallica have done these. But if you, if you look on YouTube, there is, um, and type in Metallica lullabies, there's, there's called, it's called Babies Go Metallica, right? And it's got an hour and 20 minutes of Metallica lullabies, right? So it's got... In fact, there's others, Guns N' Roses. Yeah, so unfortunately we can't play it. No. But definitely go and check it out because Metallica lullabies and it's got Enter the Sandman and whatever else they've done. Nothing Else Matters lullaby renditions of Metallica. Yeah. I tried Celine Dion for a bit. <laughs> Didn't. For you? <laughs> Just for everyone in the house, yeah? yeah. Everyone in our bed, that was quite nice. Jen has this app, right? I don't know what it's called, but it's med- like Meditation. And she she falls asleep to it, but it's basically this bloke talking you through a meditation. She said, "Oh, come and come and lie down and do this." And it's this bloke, and he just goes, "Breathe in, breathe out." And within seconds, I was just in stitches. I was like, "Jen, this is the opposite of making yeah, me yeah, yeah. this is making me wide awake because this guy is clearly." A loon. <laughs> Making a lot of money yes. by someone like yeah, that by thanks you. to someone like you. <laughs> Cheers. How much have we paid for this app? Oh no. Well, um, I don't think we fell asleep, so that section was okay, wasn't it? Oh, shut your face. <laughs> and you do maybe, st- maybe maybe parents should just play your voice. Excuse me. <laughs> to get their babies to sleep. <laughs> you are feeling <laughs> sleepy. I'll you fancy me. Ooh. Oh, there it is. Subconscious. You have a little tingle. Sub- subliminal <laughs> messaging from JK. Thank you very much for listening to Don't Tell Your Mum, our lovely little podcast. Uh, don't forget as well, if you want to get involved, here's Al with all the details. Here's Al with all the details. You are feeling sleepy. Shut yeah. up. Head over to dadsnet.com uh, and you can... Uh, what can you do there? Well, I know. It's your blooming website. Tell <laughs> head me. Head over to Dazzle.com. You can, you can get involved. You can send in your anecdotes. You can send in your confessions. You can send in those irritating moments that your kids have done um, or just say hi. Don't forget as well to rate, subscribe and download on Global Player. And uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening. It's over to Al to say goodbye. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>